Welcome to the second lesson of Galatians video commentary. My name is Raj and I'm so thrilled that uh, you decided to join for the second lesson. Hopefully the first lesson was really inspiring, informative and transformative as well. In the first lesson, we looked at the emotional backstory of Galatians and we saw how something terribly went wrong in Paul's relationship with the churches in Galatia. In this lesson, we're going to talk about new creation identity. So with that, let's turn our Bibles to Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible reads, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me, to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us, from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And it's really interesting that the letter of Galatians starts with this concept of being rescued from the present evil age. Now let's look at the end of the letter in Galatians chapter 6, verse 15. Paul writes, Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. And so we see that this concept of being rescued from the present evil age and new creation bookends this letter to the churches in Galatia. So what we're going to do now is spend some time talking about what is new creation. Now let's go back to Genesis 1 verse 31. The Bible reads, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and morning the sixth day. God made good creation. Imagine what the world would look like if Genesis 1.31 was the last chapter and verse in the Bible. How incredible this world would be. But because of human sin, the world is not as it is described in Genesis 1 verse 31. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 3 and look at the devastation of sin. The Bible says to Adam, God said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and for, to dust you will return. Verse 20. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Here's the new state of creation. It went from, in Genesis 1.31, very good, to Genesis 3 verse 17 to 24, cursed. And that is really the picture of the present evil age. Because of sin, God's good creation is now cursed and in a state 
of needing redemption. In Genesis 3.15, we see the seed of new creation. God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This is referred to proto-evangelium. In other words, it is the first proclamation of the gospel all the way back in Genesis 3 in order to deal with the problem of human sin and rebellion, the seed of new creation. Now let's go all the way to the end of the Bible in Revelation, in chapter 22, in verse 1. The Bible reads, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the fruit are for healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not be the light of the Lamb or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. And they will reign forever and ever. So we see the contrast between Genesis 3 verse 17 that speaks of because of our sin that cursed is the ground. It's the cursed present evil age. And that how in verse 24 in chapter 3 in Genesis we see that there is now a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. But then in Revelation 22, we see there is no curse anymore. And that is new creation. But here's what Galatians is saying. And this is the inspiring, incredible thing. That in the midst of the present evil age, in Galatians 1 verse 4, because of what Jesus has done for us, he has rescued us from the present evil age. Galatians 6 verse 15, that new creation has burst in the present evil age, anticipating the future new creation that will be fully here when Jesus returns. So what Galatians is saying, along with the New Testament, is that yes, there is present evil age. And yes, there is new creation or what is also often described as the age to come. But in the present, right now, new creation is here because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross and in his resurrection. So let's clarify what is really being said. We're living in a global pandemic right now, aren't we not? What the Bible is saying is that, yes, even in the midst of this global pandemic, new creation is here. And that one day when Jesus returns, new creation will be the only reality we will know. And today, we're invited to live this new reality in the midst of the pandemic. So the question is, why does Galatians start with new creation in chapter 1 and end with new creation chapter 6? As in the coming weeks, as we continue exploring the letter to the churches in Galatia, hopefully it becomes more and more clear. But one of the key reasons being, what shapes our identity? And that's, we'll pick up on this throughout the letter that Paul is writing to these churches, because it's so easy to let other things shape our identity, who we are, what brings us value and worth, 
Um, how do we belong to the community? How do we belong to each other? What brings us fulfillment? These are very human questions. And when we're shaped by new creation identity, these answers are remarkably different. In fact, they're opposite to being shaped by old creation identity. And so as we wrap up this lesson, what shapes your identity? What gives you value and meaning? How do you determine how to belong and who to belong to? What, what, is, what brings you fulfillment? I really hope that we can study out these things and really be shaped in our identity by new creation reality that is here in the midst of the present evil age and will be fully here when Jesus returns. Even through this pandemic that, I sh that we can live out this future reality in the present time and our new creation identity, new creation faith is expressed through our love to those around us. Look forward to the next lesson where we're going to explore gospel-shaped identity.